grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid, and then his joy, he goes and he sells everything he has and buys that field. You know, dear friends of Christ, everybody wants to find a hidden treasure. I remember as a kid, I'd go in my backyard, we had a creek back there, and we would go on adventures because we knew that at some point somebody had buried a, a, a lot of gold on that creek. And boy, there were some exciting times. I remember one time we thought we found oil, and we were going to build an oil well. You know, oil's big in Oklahoma, and, uh, uh, but it was just a bunch of slime and grime, and we didn't hit it rich. But just imagine that you're walking along kind of in the wilderness and you come across, you know, a treasure filled with gold. What a gift. You know, people are always looking for lost treasure. And uh, matter of fact, they have a top ten list of lost treasure. Uh, The number one list of lost treasure is the treasure of San Miguel. Uh, San Miguel is a boat, and in in 1712, Spain sent out a fleet of 11 ships filled, at least most of them were filled, with with, uh, silver and gold and pearls and gems. The lost treasure is estimated to be worth about $2 billion. They found seven of the 11 ships, but they haven't found most of the treasure. Most of the treasure is rumored to be on the ship San Miguel. And wouldn't it be great to find a treasure worth $2 billion. Well, everybody on the face of the earth is looking to find some kind of treasure, and everybody has a different way of looking at treasures and seeking treasures in different ways. Some people are seeking money. Some people are seeking pleasure in life. Some people are seeking the treasure of success or the treasure of relationships or of inner peace. The great early church father, St. Augustine, said, Where your pleasure is, there is your treasure. Where your treasure, there your heart. Where your heart, there your happiness. So what's your happiness? Where's your heart? What makes you happy? Do you know happiness in the face of discouragement? Do you know happiness in the face of adversity? Do you know happiness when dealing with death? Well, do you not know that the kingdom of God lives within you? Do you not know that God's love is more powerful than any adversity? Do you not know that God's love is greater than any discouragement do you not know that God's love is more life-giving than death yes God's love established in, in us a great faith a great trust a great dependence on what God provides and as Christians we treasure We treasure that great gift of His salvation and love, and His love changes us. It changes how we think. It changes how we live. 
Again, St. Augustine said, in order to discover a person's character, we have only to observe what they love. So what's your character? What do you love? What are you pursuing? What do people observe in you? Is it the kingdom of God that you treasure so dear? And if not, then Jesus has a message for you today. And He gives you four parables for our theme this morning. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. Now, we're in the midst of this kingdom of God discourse of of Christ's sermons. and, And Jesus makes the point. He says, the greatest treasure in the world is the gift of being loved by God. Greatest treasure. There is nothing greater. The greatest treasure in the world is to know that you are a member of the eternal kingdom. The greatest treasure in the world is to, is to know that not by anything that you have done, but by what Christ has done for you as He suffered and died and laid down His life and shed His blood to save you. And because of your greatest treasure, you're able to confidently say, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Because of God's love, you are able to say with absolute certainty, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And because of God's love, the kingdom of heaven, you are able to confess with Martin Luther, Christ has redeemed me, a lost and condemned creature, that I should be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness and innocence and blessedness. Jesus compares his love, the kingdom of heaven, to finding a lost treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy, he went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Now, none of us have had the fortune of finding a lost treasure, one of the world's great lost treasures. If we did, we'd be ecstatic. Well, what about the greatest treasure the world has? The greatest treasure the world has to offer. Are you ecstatic? How precious, how precious is that treasure of faith? And, you know, a wise man would sell everything that he possesses in order to have such a gift, to find such a treasure. And Jesus puts it this way, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. How valuable is God's kingdom? How precious is it to you to be loved by God? It's not for sale, though. You can't buy it. His love can't be purchased. In fact, His love is free, but, but not really free because Jesus had to suffer and die to procure it so that you could possess it. It costs God a great deal to give His only Son 
But just because the gift of God's love is free does not diminish its value. Have you ever made an investment that turned out being successful? Put your money into something and it paid off in a great way. Maybe it was property or maybe it was stock or maybe you invested in something like gold. Well, if I could give you an investment that's a guarantee, if I could tell you that I'd give you something that would make you wildly rich beyond your imagination, without any question, without any risk, you'd jump all over it. Matter of fact, you'd be, I'd be in trouble because you'd, you'd be so fervent in getting that treasure and making that investment that my life would be in danger. Well, God has invested His love in you. We learned about that in the Old Testament. God tells the children of Israel, I have invested in you. I have invested my love in you. And of course, then He sends His only begotten Son into the world to suffer and die, to free us from our sins that that we might live. And we live in that love. We live in God's kingdom, not just today, but forever. It's an eternal gift. And one day you're going to understand One day you're going to come to understand the kingdom of heaven and its value for you. One day you're going to come to understand the treasures of heaven and and the gift that you possess in Christ Jesus. The opportunity that you had to believe during these days before it's too late. And you'll better understand that the world's greatest treasure that the world has to offer happened when we were taken from the kingdom of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of light. Living in light instead of living in darkness matters. It's important. St. Augustine says, it's no advantage to be near the light if the eyes are closed. So you still walk in darkness. And Jesus wants us to open our eyes. Jesus wants us to see the value of this gift that we so easily take for granted. He wants to see the treasure, to value the kingdom of heaven as He does, to value His relationship with His heavenly Father, whom Jesus talked about constantly, how close He and His Father that they were one, that they walked together, that they were in in communication constantly in prayer together. And He wants us to have that everlasting fellowship with the Heavenly Father too. And to know His love. And that's why Jesus prayed, My Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him will have eternal life and I will raise Him up in the last day. I want you to consider this. Now, What if I woke up every single morning and I was able to lean on the words of Jeremiah? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Well, I can wake up that way every day. What what if I could wake up every morning repeating King David's words? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? 
The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Hmm. Well, I can wake up every morning saying those words. Well, what if I woke up every morning confessing with Paul, there is nothing in all creation that will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus my Lord. Well, I can wake up every morning being able to say that. And what if I could wake up every morning singing the hymn, Rejoice my heart, be glad and sing, a cheerful trust maintain. For God the source of everything, your treasure shall remain. Well, I can wake up every morning singing that song. Don't you see the blessing? Don't you see the gift? Don't you see the treasure? The kingdom of heaven. The gift of God's love is the greatest treasure, and it's yours. It's your possession. It's God's unfailing forgiveness. It's His, His unfailing mercy and grace that follows you every day. Like we, like we said in, in Psalm 23, His goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. I always like to say it's like the two hounds of heaven. Wherever you go, mercy and grace are right there to follow you. So faithful. And it costs you nothing, this treasure. But it costs Jesus everything, this treasure. The prophet Isaiah teaches about this great gift of the Lord. He says, Behold, Lord, you were angry, and we sinned. In our sins we have been a long time. Shall we be saved? We've all become like one who is unclean. All our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment, and we all fade away like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. But then Isaiah talks about the great treasure that we possess in God's love. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter, and we are all the work of your hand. You know, God took us when we were nothing. Clay, sinners, lost, condemned. And God took that and he made a people. He made that clay something, more than something. He made it valuable, precious a treasured possession to the Lord. And He made us great by giving us the greatest treasure that the world has ever known, the gift of His Son. This is the way Paul puts it. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His beloved Son in that love in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We live in that. It's our possession, it's your treasure, and it's priceless. That's why St. Saint, Saint Augustine said, take care of your body as if you were going to live forever. Right? But take care of your soul as if you're going to die tomorrow. As saints of God, we understand, don't we, the importance of possessing God's love. Peter advises, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Paul writes, for this reason I pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you then being rooted and grounded in that love may have the strength 
to comprehend with all of the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. In the kingdom of heaven, it's priceless. But if the kingdom of heaven is so priceless, then why do we spend so much time seeking other treasures that we deem more valuable? Why do we not cherish this priceless gift? Do we not know death is coming? Jesus gave this parable, which illustrates the urgency of possessing the treasure. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. The net was dragged through the water, and it caught all kinds of fish, good fish and bad fish, for not all fish are good to eat. The bad fish were thrown away and burned. And Jesus says, and so it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous, and things will not go well for those who did not possess the treasure, the kingdom of heaven. Indeed, those who rejected this treasure will be thrown into a fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you read the obituaries from Warner's or funeral homes around the area? People are dying every single day, every week. Some of them die with the kingdom of heaven. They have a treasure, and some of them die without it. And those who die without it do not go on to live a better life. The message is urgent. Souls are dying. And that's why St. Augustine said, take care of your body as if you're going to live forever, And take care of your soul as if you were going to die tomorrow. There is salvation, and only in Christ alone. God's treasure is priceless, and He wants us to share that treasure. And that's what the church is all about. That's why we're here on earth. Not to just keep the treasure for myself, but to let others know about it, to put it on the air, to put it on the internet, to teach it in Bible class. Because God's treasure is not to be hidden in a field and kept buried but to be shared. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and the life everlasting. Amen.